3: This episode is with really brilliant, brilliant comedian, Chloe Petz. And it's an absolute belter, if we don't say so ourselves. Thanks for being into the Overing podcast, please. If you want to show it some love, you could give it a five-star review and subscribe to it. Grazie. Just tell other people about it. Or if you've got actual spare money, you could help the podcast with that. Um, you can bung it a one-off amount, like maybe enough for a coffee or a lunch's worth to like feed a guest and me, uh, you go to supporter.acast.com forward slash hoovering, or if you wanted to help me out on a monthly basis, from anything as little as two quid a month, I've um, got a Patreon, go to com forward slash the hoovering pod, and I'll swap you really fun podcast related stuff Loads of completely and utterly exclusive content, some advanced content, things like guest recipes and discount or free tickets to live shows, be they virtual or real. Uh, right. Oh, and on there as well, I should add, they've just added a function where you can buy your whole year's worth of monthly subscriptions or Patreon patronings, whatever you want to call them, in one wallop, and that way you get 10% off. Okay, okay. Um, so, Chloe and I are talking remotely, um, what with us both being tier twoers at the time of recording, and it not being nice enough to meet outside. And we did lunch bingo, um, which is just scoffing lunch, whatever lunch we were going to have been having anyway. And as you'll hear uh, and see, if you go on the social medias, Chloe very much outdid me. Very impressive. She had a very swanky lunch. Had a very brown, unphotogenic lunch. And, um... Yeah, I mean, I know there's a little bit of glitchy internet noise because of the bloomin' zooms at the start of this, but it does go away pretty quick, I promise. Don't give up. Um, And we get deep into so many things, and fascinatingly, unbeknownst to me, Chloe's a mega fan of competitive eating, and we end up having one of, arguably, the spiciest debates I've ever had on this podcast. It's juicy, and also respectful and reflectful, not a word, and great
0: She's only bloody gone and done it. We've absolutely
3: managed this all by <laughs> ourselves. You've really done that well. What we've done is, I'm sorry, I've got very direct sunlight at me, but um, it'll go in a minute and I'll, it'll be pitch black here. That's um,
0: absolutely fine. It's I the can deal of the with changeable light.
3: Now, you have, um, well, what we've done is a mystery lunch hoovering, is what we're doing here. Uh then we've not planned to eat the same thing we've just gone for let 's just have what we were going to have for lunch anyway, and I have to say, you have absolutely kicked it <laughs> you've that's kicked absolutely... it in the penis haven't you you've kicked it very, very hard right in the todger
0: i've I've kicked it in the penis, but obviously that 's not what I was going to eat for my normal lunch like I probably would have had like you know a cream cracker and ten packs of crisps or something i'm obviously showing off for you. What it
3: looked like that you've made for your lunch—that you wouldn't, you say, wouldn't be a normal
0: lunch—is um, it looks like egg fried rice with an egg on it as well? Yeah, pretty much. I would say it probably is like a, a fried ricey dish. So it's it's an otelengi, one of his like meals for one. Oh my fucking god! He does meals for one, does he? What book's that from? Um, Guardian school, obviously. Okay, yeah basically like i've got into him quite a lot because i'm not even sure why like my mates make his food and it's always sort of very refined and flavorful and interesting Mm -hmm. whereas i just sort of like if i cook for my friends it's just like here's bucking pies and potatoes (laughs) so (laughs) i've been trying to work on my like using flavors and stuff but it's actually so easy you just have to put flavourful stuff in it. So this, yeah. what I've done, is I fried some onion, no, I fried some garlic and ginger together mm. until it went brown and crispy. So basically I just deep fried some onion, no garlic and ginger. Did he say to let it put, go
3: brown and crispy then? Because he likes yeah, those burnt flavours, doesn't he? Yeah, Your he Sam. said brown and
0: crispy, and then he said put it mm. to one side so it gets even more crispy. So you take mm. it, off and and it and it gets crispier. Did you know that? No. <laughs> I'm learning so much. This is amazing. And then... I've got I'll all his books, the-
3: I've, but I've never done anything where I've learned that. Have you got the new one
0: that looks like it's got a vagina on the front of it?
3: Is it the one called Flavour where it does look like it's got very... It's a colourful onion, isn't it? But it does look a little bit like a tuppence.
0: If, <laughs> if you think it looks like a vagina, that's probably the one.
3: Yeah, um, I haven't got that. Have you? Is this what this recipe's from?
0: No, no, no. I'm telling you, it's from a Guardian article. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. So also in that Guardian article, there's a good, like, tomato, sweet potato, feta one. Oh. That's, y- that's delicious. Yes. But it's so simple. you just got to, like, you've just got to put in a bit more time. I love this that you're like,
3: I've tried, I've sort of, it's one of those things where I had to check I'd heard it right before I wanted to laugh and then it was too late to laugh but I really liked it that you're like I'm trying to learn to cook with flavours in itself is such a funny thing to say Chloe it's probably the most English thing I've ever heard anyone say I'm I'm having to train myself to have
0: things that taste of
3: things have you heard
0: that there's more more spices than just salt have you heard of that? yeah (laughs) yeah
3: It's a funny one, I think, where uh, I, I think sometimes I'm 100% in the mood for fuel, something that tastes of fuel, mm-hmm. and, and then sometimes I want Otterlengi food. Although he mixes the worlds really nicely, like I love that he just he introduced me to baking rice and that is fit. He does he makes rice so sexy, like all this sort of lemony, black garlicky, gubbins. He's a genius, I think. Anyway, you've made a lunch that looks very pretty. Um and does it taste as good as it looks? It's so good. It's so good. Um, Anything with a fried egg on it. Like so I saw someone doing, well, I think I made it. I might've even made it on a podcast, but like ramen noodles. Like just, pop, just um, by which I mean like super noodles noodles, but with a bit more liquid with just with a runny
0: egg on top. Like, yes. I think if you can get that boiled egg perfect where, it mm. runs, where you cut it in half and it's like a bit hard, but a bit runny. Yeah. That's just so aesthetically pleasing and you look like a chef.
3: Yeah, you do look like a chef. And everyone wants to go <laughs> off with you.
0: Um, I, yeah, um, It's true. It's
3: true. <laughs> I, um, I've done the opposite and done something that looks horrific. But actually, so I've got like some leftover spicy parsnip soup. I'll send you a picture. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it just is brown slop. Did you make but, it? Yeah, I did a couple of days ago. And I hate, I would have liked to have done something snazzy for this. And originally when we thought we could legally meet up in person, um, we—I would have taken you for snazzy food in Catford. But in the end, actually, the feeling of the niceness of the feeling of eating something up trumped mm. the desire to make something impressive and even to though it be looks in my company <laughs> yes but also i think um i do think it's interesting how nice something looks i think if i was going to eat something that looked nice i'd have been more excited about eating it whereas because this looks like shit it's it's kind of hard to remember how nice it's going to taste because you visualize it don't you before you're having it the thing i think more than i think i do that more than visualizing the taste of a thing in anticipation but then I'm so hungry now that even preparing it, I was like, ah, ah, I can't wait. I can't wait to get it in. And I'm having it with this sourdough that's toasted and I put loads of butter on it cause it's, it's cold and that's the mood that I'm in. Um, and, um, it's fucking
0: lush. This is lush. This is just what I wanted actually.
3: Um,
0: do you, do you know, what else is good about heating up something is the satisfaction that you've like been a really good adult. Yeah, you're, you're like, ha! Uh, uh, this isn't a pret sandwich. This is something that I made a few days ago and isn't costing me any more money than I've already spent.
3: You do feel very financially smug, don't you, when you eat up something <laughs> that you made with a fucking
0: bag of parsnips and some lentils? Very smug. This is a thing, actually. What, let actually tell tell me about how you find this. I think with the transient like stand up lifestyle, I could never get like a rhythm together of cooking at home. So I would just mm. constantly eat out. And I think it made my diet really bad. Mm. Um, and um, do you find that? Did you find that you were yeah. cooking something up on the go?
3: Yeah. But also then, I don't know, like I love cooking, but I hate cooking in a rush. Yeah. So, and I love eating out. Like, I, I didn't hate that life, is what I'm saying. Um, but I understand it was also a very privileged one to be able to eat out and still eat well. Like, I don't think it made my... It, it obviously, like, I think back in the day when, like, you're picking up whatever shit's available at a service station at 11 o'clock. That's shit. Like, that's not... that's not It's not the dream, is it? It's not the dream. No. But if you're, like... Splashing out on an Itsu or a Leon on your way to the gig on a train, yeah, yum yum yum. And I don't think that's that bad. I think that's mm. great. That's probably healthier than, or as healthy as, or whatever, nutritionally, is similar to what I've made.
0: Sort of. Mine was a, a Tesco meal deal, though, and then obviously mm. that wouldn't be sustaining enough. So you'd have to go back for a second Tesco meal yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just not that's not the healthy lifestyle.
3: No. Yeah. Also, so I last two nights I've noticed. That I've incidentally Because of eating things up Because we're just in at the moment I'm not used to it So much being in I'm still not used to it Initially in lockdown and stuff I loved it And was planning And took a lot of joy from cooking But I still am But like the sheen's worn off And like the last few nights To eat stuff up I've had like dinners early That happened to have low Or fuck all carbs in them And um I just need, I just half. I'm starving by half 9-10. Like proper mm-hmm. body hunger. And it's like, just, I've got, it's like a nice little reminder to don't just not have carbs, you idiot. Don't think you won't get hungry later. Yeah. This is the
0: thing. This is one of my favourite podcasts, Jess. And, is um, it? I really like it. Oh,
1: thank <laughs> you. You're one of my oh, favourite comedians. Media. Thanks
0: for doing it yes that's too much um you're really but great. basically thank you but basically um because I like it so much, I've sort of been like planning like, oh, I want to talk to Jess about this. Hey, and I'm you go. I'm you it. go, mate. Cooling. I'm
3: knackered. You go. You can interview me. <laughs> Tell me what you like. Tuck in. <laughs>
0: Have we got time for my questions? Perfect. But just full oh, steam ahead, babe. Question me as well. I want space okay. to improvise. I want space to be... I want to discover stuff. I want right. to interrogate my food journey, you know? Beautiful, beautiful. But one of the things and I don't know if you share this with me, but it sounds like you do. I'm one of these people that is like, um, I will have lunch and dinner as early as I can possibly get away with it. So as long as it's socially acceptable. So I'm like yeah. there at the clock at 11.59 and I'm bam, 12, I'm eating lunch. Well at 5pm, I'm thinking, mm. I'm thinking that's a bit too British, 5pm dinner. I'll wait till 5.15, bam. Yeah. I'm <laughs> 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 I love that what yeah, I, really like mm. I revolve my days around what am I what am I going to eat next yeah. and I get so excited about what I'm going to eat next and then and then I just can't do you do you know what I was I'm trying to write a bit of stand up about this and I can't quite make it work yet but you know those kids <laughs> you know those you know them kids the ones that um that they, they'd be like you can have a sweet now or two later
3: yeah the ones that could have two later
0: I'm like as a kid I would have been like I'll have one now and I'll know that there's another one knocking around the building if I can have two later so I'll eat that one and then fight the adult for the second one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. I'm just very like everything now impulse, impulse, mm-hmm. impulse like satisfaction, satisfaction, satisfaction. What about yeah.
3: you? No, very similar. It depends on my mood actually as an adult it depends on my mood like I think, I mean, not to get ball, two balls deep into anything that's very far from comedy very early on, although <laughs> that is my way. Um, but in terms of um, the journey I've been on with my relationship with eating, I'm better than I've ever been. at stop. If, I, if I'm offered something to eat, like in that scenario, the classic scenario with the kid, do you want mm-hmm. a thing now or do you want two later? I, on, one, on what fucking sadistic level... Who's asking kids that shit? Like what kind of power happy, dick swinging, like vampire demon headmaster is asking kids that shit? Because it feels like, it. it to, to just to roll back to the question, feels like, oh, that's like a, is this like an early test of willpower? I don't know. I don't
1: yeah, no, I hate the
3: idea. I hate the idea of, I think willpower's is a myth. I think you're we are fundamentally designed as part of the very core of our humanity to desire f- and food because we f- you need it and there's so much joy to be taken from it and i think there's a perversion in enjoying delayed it's not the same as um I don't see other things that spark dopamine, I think, like sex and drugs and all those things where you can, there can be an element of enjoyment in delayed gratification. I think with eating, if you are hungry and your body and your brain are screaming at you, yeah, have a sweet, to go, no, I'm going to wait an hour, (laughs) is fucking yourself up from childhood. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I think you're essentially. The question is asking children. I understand this is hypothetical, but I'm feeling quite high horsey today. <laughs> I, I
0: <think laughs> I they but they have like, done I, it. Like I think oh, I've done it. Yeah. I think
3: they've done it. Yeah, they have done it. And and equally, and equally, I think to answer your initial question, as a kid, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I imagine pretty impulsive. Um. Wasn't I was rarely given that ultimatum, I think. But um, now, I think if it was like, do you want a sweet? I'd be like, mum,
1: don't
3: know. And I'd, just, I'd, I'd stop what I was thinking and really, I'd think about it if I wanted it and then go, yeah, most of the time, yeah. But often, yeah. actually, sometimes, no. Um, it's mainly because I haven't got a sweet tooth,
0: particularly. Really? Yeah, I'm See, quite, I quite I good at rejecting
3: neck, sweets.
0: I neck the sweets, you know. I love the word neck. I've not heard that for a bit.
3: It's Absolutely. good, isn't it?
0: Do you know it's, one of those, Sweet. it's a good word where you can, where you use it out of the context that it's meant to be mm. used. It's funny.
3: Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> uh, you, yeah, right? Yeah. Anyone? Hello?
3: Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> I'm laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Is it is <laughs> the Zoom connection again? <laughs> <laughs> did, the, did the internet drop um, out? It, it was just oh, a thought. It. Yeah, it was a lovely thought. Um. Do you think... um. Do you think you'd be all right up in space where you're only allowed little sachets of dust if you're um, new to caring about flavour?
0: <laughs> what a question. No, I'm not new to caring about flavour. I'm just new to put it in my own food. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would be absolutely awful. Like there's yeah. nothing worse. You know, like Huel. Sure. Oh fuck
3: off! Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it, why would you want that? Like the whole enjoyment out of food isn't to get the requisite nutrients. It's to like yeah. eat loads of butter and exceed yeah. the limits that you <laughs> that yeah. you should have set for yourself. Should have set mm. for yourself in quotation marks. No, mm. I'd be I'd be I'd be awful in space.
3: Yeah, I'd get really sad. I'd get really sad, and my sadness usually manifests as extreme irritability. So. I've probably like refuse to do my bit as part of the team and and contribute towards our demise.
0: Just to, like float uh in space like George Cleaning and Gravity. Just yeah just like just to make a point.
3: Yeah, just like George.
0: <laughs> you're That's not sure me. what point you're making, but off you drift.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Chloe. <laughs> Yeah. Tell me the swankiest thing you've ever eaten.
0: Oh, fuck, man.
3: It's a new question. Has it thrown you?
0: No, no, I haven't got an encyclopedic knowledge of all the hoovering questions. I've prepped for all of them. (laughs) I've done the star technique. Um, (laughs) No, uh, that has not thrown me. I just like it as a question. So um, my mum and dad... Is not the way that I should have started that sentence. Um, I love it. The swankiest thing
3: I've eaten is my, my that. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, uh, there's this restaurant in like the town adjacent to the one that I grew up. Oh, where was Three. that? I grew up in Citybourne in Kent. Mm. So this is sort of like on the cusp of Citybourne and Faversham. You've probably gigged in Faversham, I'm sure. Oh. Um, cusp of cusp of Sittingbourne and Faversham. There's this Michelin star restaurant called reads and it's like you, you, you drive up this sort of main road and then it's just a little road off it and it's a beautiful sort of like house, um, kind of old school house and they've turned it into like a restaurant so you can rent out like a room to have.
3: Amazing. In,
0: or you can eat in the com- communal space and mum mm-hmm. and dad will sort of save up and take us as a family, extended family and friends for like. That's awesome. Like anniversary and the yeah. food there is absolutely incredible. And wow. um, just like, re- like locally sourced and delicious and so well-seasoned and flavoured, yeah. which is a big thing for me, as you know.
3: Yeah, it's really important to you.
0: Not just it's salt. Like, I think that's probably the swankiest thing I've ever, uh, mm. a place I've ever eaten. I can't specifically think of a thing, but it's one of those places like I'm vegetarian now, but I think when we go back next, I'll eat meat because mm-hmm. it's so good and... yeah. If I go to somewhere that's
3: got a tasting menu, I eat meat. That's be- but, I've just changed no. that rule recently because it's just not always actually. If a vegetarian tasting menu looks amazing, bring it. Like especially if I went to it, like it, it's like an Indian restaurant or something. I don't know, but if it was somewhere like this place sounds, where it's yeah. like um, I don't know, I feel like only in very swanky places would you. Have you ever had a coddled egg? No, I've never had a coddled egg. Sounds like a cuddled egg. Yeah, like a, like a molly coddled cuddle egg. To, a molly coddled egg. It's an egg that was allowed to sleep in with its parents until it was twelve. <laughs>
0: yeah. so, so a chicken.
3: That's a chicken, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, million. And um, yeah, no, I I don't know how I don't know how what you do to an egg to coddle it. I don't know what the verb is to coddle. Uh, do you want me anyway, to it? You basically, you, it often comes like in the eggshell or something shaped like an eggshell. And it's like, it's really intense and rich and creamy mm-hmm. and um, it and all orangey. And like, it's, it's definitely a yolk based thing that's happened. Anyway, I feel like that's the kind of thing. It's often got like a bit of truffle shaved on it or like in a nest of hay or some shit. That's all smoky and all the theatre of posh food.
0: That's there's exciting. Always a, there's always a Jew, isn't there? Mm. Or yeah, or a smear, a smear of something. Yeah, I um, uh, I remember a pub
3: opening in Lewisham near where I live years and years ago. I won't say its name in case it's still there, but um, I remember it, and it was the first pub that it was. I mean, it it sort of didn't really realise where it was. And I remember we went in and laughed that the menu was like, uh, I mean, it was basically like. Bangs and mash, fish and chips, gammon and eggs, like classic Lewisham pub menu. Um, and then it had like, and then it said like meat and jus. <laughs> and obviously like the chef has just learned the word. And I was standing there chuckling and the barman was like, oh, um, do you not know what a jus is? And then just started <laughs> telling me what it was. I was like. Oh, dude, that's not why I'm laughing. I didn't think you'd just written jus. And- <laughs> <laughs> me and jus. Yeah, just a meet and some just.
0: <laughs>
3: wow. Um I think that place in Kent sounds really swanky and it's made me I would love the idea of parents saving up and taking you somewhere swanky. It's so nice. I'd really like to do that. My my mum saved up and um took us to swanky Legoland very recently for my son's fifth birthday. Um, the food there wasn't, um, that wasn't swanky. All we had was a a knockoff Colin Caterpillar cake that I'd bought from Tesco's, which I think was called something like Curly Caterpillar Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then we got a, like a hot dog that was like six quid each and they did like veggie ones. And, um, oh, I mean, we were so hungry by the time we ate it. It was fine. Do you like those hot dog sausages?
0: Yeah, like I think they definitely have a time and a place. And this is mm. the thing, like I'm not snobby. I'll I'll eat whatever. And, and if if it if it's a place where you know you're going to get a hot dog like that, I'll be buzzing yeah. for it.
3: Yeah, I was buzzing for it. And I go, I don't know, what do you have on yours? There was no onion option because this was like out of onion. some spinny onion. machine. You've got to have onion, but there was an option. I went mustard and ketchup just to maximize yeah, flavor in zigzags. Both yeah. sauces. Let's yeah. not mess about. And then I enjoy the saltiness of it. I enjoy the texture of it but then there's just something suspicious about it and I don't know why that's there. I don't think that's snobbery and even though it's a vegetarian one it was like hmm and then I don't know what was going on. I think it's just like so 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 processed that you know that your body's gonna go like oh yeah mm. oh yeah mm." and then you know your body's gonna stop and go like um uh and sure enough every single one of us like not only couldn't stop, none of us could stop doing the most rank hot dog burps all day, but also everywhere we went we could smell it, and I'm pretty sure there wasn't one cooking everywhere, it
0: was
3: like, and we might have all been smelling the ghosts, our burps, breath, (laughs) our burp breath, we might have just had
0: a terrible hot dog ghost breath for the rest of the day. I, I, um... That's actually brought a really visceral memory back to me. And I think I went to like Thought Park or something when I was a teenager with some friends. And I never used to go to places like that. So it was really novel. And I remember I, there was a long queue. So I bought a hot dog thinking I'll have net that by the time I got to the front of the queue. Well, the queue moved very quickly. And I just oh, remember man. eating half of it, but no, putting it on, um, you know, where you can put your coats and bags.
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: just left it on the shelf there. And then not I came respect for that. Off, I, I was like 16 years old. I come off the, I come off the the roller coaster. I'm like, where's my bloody hot dog? Someone's put their coat on top of it and got mustard <gasps> all over it. But I'm 16 years old. I'm 16 years old. I just pick the hot dog up and carry on eating it like I, like nothing's happened. Oh,
3: this is lovely. I thought you were going to say you yacked it all up on the roller coaster.
0: No, no, no. I'm not. A, I'm not a real vomiter. Well, I am a vomiter, but like I know when I need to do it. But I won't, I'll never projectile. I'll have Don't to sort I. of coax myself along. Oh, God. Yeah.
3: Say scrumdiddlyumptious. Oh, no. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrumdiddlyumptious.
2: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
1: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
3: I'd really like to go from that to talking about romantic eating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever ever done any romantic eating? What? Do you mean like off someone's body?
3: I suppose you could
0: read it like that if you wanted to. No, I've never done any of that. I wouldn't be averse.
3: You said to that, it. that in a way definitely... that made me
0: not believe you. Actually,
2: you said
3: that. <laughs> you said you said that in a, you said that in the voice of someone who worried their parents might be
0: listening to this. No, no, no. Yeah. Mum and dad can listen away. They've they've probably heard much worse. Um, no, it's. I think the reason I didn't sound like I um, was telling the truth is because I'm not sure if I'm telling the truth. I'm just trying to go yeah. back through the memory bank. I don't yeah. think I might have like. Lick some cream on someone's nipple or something. Just one. Um, Just
3: one. I think that's the sort of thing you'd, re- you'd remember for sure if you'd done.
0: Yeah, do you know what I mean?
3: I reckon. I
0: feel like I've spoken about it in relationships, but I'm, I can't... You know sometimes when you create a memory and you can't tell if it's like a, an actual memory or whether you've created it? I, I think, think that's think amazing. And
3: also I think food, like food, food's involvement in sex things... Is exactly the sort of thing that's sexy and fun to talk about. And the reality of it, as a rule, I would say, is pretty (laughs) disgusting. Pretty disappointing. Have you Um, ever done it? I have, but I've never enjoyed it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, That's good to know I've gone that along with it early know. on In old you know in previous relationships In my 20s I've gone yeah Because I'm up for anything and then gone like What the fuck is this Like especially passing stuff back Between you between kissing I had I went out with someone who was really into that I was constantly trying to pass me like bits of chocolate That they'd already like sucked a bit And I was like uh like, I, I get think, it. Some people are going to get off on that and good on them. Good
0: on them. But yeah, I think I that's could, one. I could see like um, I could see not not like fully taking the chocolate into your mouth and passing it. But like a yeah. lady in the tramp kind of thing, I think is quite yeah. hot. But like
3: it has yeah, to it's quite being... hot, isn't it? Feeding people, people like feeding people. I wonder, do you think this is because I'm an only child that I can't see the cuteness in this stuff? This like feeding and sharing food.
0: Well, then that's, 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 that's you going into the realms of psychological theory of like relationships is just a reenactment of our experiences as children.
3: This is what
0: podcasts
3: is for. <laughs> Do
0: you know what? As you said that, in that creepy voice, the light changed and just went dark and you look possessed. You look demonic, you that- Jess.
3: <laughs> I feel a bit demonic today. <laughs>
0: You do you know what you know you you've got the vibe of um you know when you do the impression of your son on stage yeah yeah you've got a lot you you're doing a lot of that today am I
3: yeah I um I don't mind telling you I had like a big scary work thing yesterday that I've been nervous about for weeks and weeks and weeks and it's fine and it's done and mm. it was good but I've um I don't know if it's in the context of lockdown etc whatever but today just a huge serotonin drop as if I've had a massive weekend or something. Like, I'm just like, uh, oh, I don't know. I feel very aware of my mood, like mood today. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a sort of perfect day to be, I'm plonking from Zoom to Zoom to Zoom to Zoom. But in terms of the context of eating, actually, I think it's really interesting because historically on a day like today, I would hear a call to eat to numb my emotions. And um, I'm not really hearing that today or to drink or to do anything like that. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just know that I'm being a little bit irritable. So I think perhaps this coming over across as my impression on my son is, is potentially me overcompensating.
0: Interesting. For... Well, yes. My, my theory was going to be that like, um, I think, I think when we're at our most vulnerable as people, we're just sort of like, it's the inner child thing, isn't it? It's the like, responding mm. to to like your deep-seated core beliefs kind of thing isn't it that your core,
1: yeah.
0: the, the way that you've been programmed since you were a child do you know there's you a, know what I mean? yeah totally and there's a there's a, there's
3: a thing that therapists sometimes do isn't there where they make you imagine you're in the little child inside you your child version of you viv groskop who's lovely and funny and brilliant writer and comedian has had a lovely bit of stand-up about it years ago um where she sort of made a very funny, she she painted a very funny visual picture of this fucking kid she had to lug about everywhere with herself. <laughs> <laughs> Based really on nice. a very
0: embarrassing picture
3: of her as a kid.
0: It's um, quite nice though, isn't it? Like when, when you do realise that and you can just be like, for, you can forgive a kid much more easily you can, than you can forgive yourself.
3: And feel sorry for them and be kind to them. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like it's a, it's a really valid theory. What's that little...
0: Oh, just mm. the WhatsApp is pinging, Jess. You know oh, you've got your WhatsApp pinging. There yeah, she goes. Sh- She's
3: just so popular. I'm very um,
0: popular.
3: Are there any food or drink that you hate or love that most people
0: do the opposite of? Are you a bit of a renegade on any fronts? No, I'm not a renegade at all. I love most foods. Although yes. this does get me into trouble because when people say, is there anything you don't like? I'll be like, I love everything. I'll eat everything. And then I rock up and they're like, i've made this and i'm like oh apart from that so there must be some stuff that i i don't like celery but i still would eat it this is the thing like with with the stuff i don't like i still i don't dislike it enough that i wouldn't eat it also Um, frankly
3: where have you rocked up and what they've got for you to eat is celery because that's not just a whole
0: celery just a whole celery (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just go to Oselengi's restaurant, and I just get a baked celery. Although that would Boy, probably still taste delicious.
3: He'd managed to make a raw celery delicious somehow, wouldn't he?
0: Um, but I've all—I never liked tomatoes as a child. I didn't like sweet corn, um, but now I'm sort of a convert to both of those. Um, yeah, both of those things. I wish I had a better answer for you. No, I but- think that's a lovely answer. And also I, I witnessed
3: something like my... So my kid is faddy about... Well, not faddy. I think probably really normal. But he'll like... He hated tomatoes. He would never eat a raw tomato. And something's shifted in his taste buds in the last sort of six months. And now he'll he'll wallop a couple of tomatoes and sweet neck, was a funny thing. A where, he'll neck it. Yeah. He'll, ne- he'll neck. down it, down it. Um, <laughs> I've told a story on this podcast before actually, but you've just reminded me of it. And I haven't told it for so long. I'm going to say it again. But um, years ago, I used to read the traffic for like from the re- for various like local radio mm. stations. And um, it was so boring. Um, I nearly got fired once only because I tweeted about it, but I had a, punnet of cherry tomatoes and um I was so bored that I was seeing how many I could be holding in my mouth while I read <laughs> out the traffic news without anybody noticing um but I was sort of live tweeting it to my whatever 200 followers that I had then but um uh, the company that that owned the the studio that I was working for saw it and my I got like a proper Last, like, straight to final warning, bollocking for that. You absolutely are not allowed to do the traffic for Surrey and for Solent for BBC Solent or LBC with eight plum cherry tomatoes in your mouth.
0: It's a good um, record, and you know what? It's good to know for future reference. Actually,
3: yeah. Talk to me about Sweet Corn a bit more because that's what I was originally. You steered me onto because. I don't care, about... I don't mind a sweet corn anything. The idea now I know I feel like poor, poor children are often given just a little pile a of, pile of sweet tinned corn. sweet corn yeah now, as it and as I don't think that in itself is a very joyful thing I'm maybe that's snobby, but like I love corn on the cob, and I love it if sweet corn's whizzed up and a flavor and other things, but I don't want just want a little pile of kernels.
0: This is the thing I think you've hit the nail on the head absolutely there because. I think I've started to like it in adulthood because you'll have it on or in something. Like those mm-hmm. fucking sweet corn fritters, mm, banging, yeah. lovely, Lush. delicious. But it actually re- re- makes me recall that I think often, I probably only did this, no, I did this with three foods that I can remember where I would see them as quite binary things as my brother liked one and I liked the other and yeah. I saw them as quite like defining characteristics. So I like cucumber, he liked tomato. I like peas, he liked sweet corn. I like cheese and onion crisps. He likes really salted crisps. And I don't know why I made that distinction, but yeah, I remember it being like quite quite an identity as a child. Yeah. Maybe just the boring child. No, not boring child. I think that's
3: it. But also, children—you watch kids striving for identifiers and yeah. to working out who they are. That's part of child. That's part of what childhood is, isn't it? It's you going and well, they like that, and I like that, and that is that. And, and and you watch a five-year-old have to try and compute it when you go oh well that might change you know or that has changed that situation I I did that that day but the reason I'm doing it differently this day is because I've got this opinion now and then it'll wig them out because it's a it con- it's, there's comfort in the predictability of knowing who likes what and when. And also, I think you get it confirmed, don't you, a lot. Like you'll have overheard adults going, well, she likes this and he likes that. And he likes this and she likes that. And the more people tell you that's what you like, then the more you're going to continue that, uh, doubling down mm. on those opinions. Yeah, I watched my kid eat I uh, uh, It was my dinner. He'd had his dinner. Um, I feel bad saying this at the moment in the current climate where... The government have just refused to give kids Food. free school lunches over the holidays. Jesus Christ! But my kid will have—he's of an age where he gets lunch at school, a hot lunch, and uh, for free because he's f- just turned five. And then, and then he is so hungry when he gets in that he will—he'll smash snacks through to dinner, and then he'll eat all his dinner. Sometimes seconds, and then. If I don't have dinner with him then, if I have mine later on his watch, I just have to accept that I'm going to have to give at least a third of it away. I've never known... A, well, I have. He's 100% takes after me. But anyway, <laughs> the other day I had t- two corn on the cobs and I cooked them both because I knew that it was the last day they'd be any good. And I... um, But obviously, anyway, I watched him eat a whole one. But I w- also, wanted, even when he'd finished it, he just stayed like making sure every little morsel had gone off the middle bit. What of an absolute Viking.
0: <laughs> but that's the thing we were saying about, like, compulsivity and impulsivity. Like, yeah. it's, it's sometimes just the act of, like, yeah. filling your mouth. <sighs> an interesting turn of events has happened in... Well, it's not that interesting. But over lockdown, I've really got into watching competitive eater YouTubes. Oh, right. Well,
3: this is very interesting. I've never watched this. I'm not sure it would sit right with me.
0: Talk me through it. It's difficult because I've subsequently, like, showed friends and everyone's been like, it's fucking bizarre. And I think I've forgotten how bizarre I found it when I first started watching it. Like, I would just sort of be, like, laughing in disbelief. And it's basically just, like, predominantly guys, but there are some girls who are amazing at it who... They'll eat competitively, so they will enter competitions. But as a sort of like a side thing, they'll YouTube them eating just like large quantities of food or going to restaurants and doing food challenges there, trying to beat records, stuff like that. So they'll just have piles and piles and piles of this like amazing looking food that they'll just be able to eat pounds and pounds of. So one of my favourites, Joel Hansen, he can eat like, I think his record is like 14 pounds of food. Um, and then there's a guy called Adam Moran who can. That's a, st- that's a stone. Like, yes. It, so, so that and and it doesn't even touch the side. Like and what what's interesting is. But it does though, doesn't it? Like you can you get to see what they're like afterwards. They will do like videos where they show their bellies, and you can just see them just full, and like they'll weigh them before and after, and it's. But it, it, to, to me, it's just mad because what they'll do is they're really ripped guys. So Joel Hansen and Adam Moran are, are absolutely, like, ripped. So, so muscular. Muscular. So they'll go to the gym and then they'll eat, like, say they eat 10,000 calories in one sitting, they'll mm. probably eat two to 500 calories the next four days to, like, try and level two out. Two
3: to 500? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. This is, like... So they'll, they'll fast and then... I'm not into it. And then the way that they'll train is they'll drink gallons of water to expand their stomach. So they're not always having to do the calories to to train.
3: I'm worried about their bodies.
0: I'm really worried about their bodies too, but also I can't stop watching it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Do you
3: also like watching um like Are you going a the, ask me ASMR? No, no, no. I was going to ask you about other really extreme sports, actually.
0: No, it's it's about food. It's it's all about the food. So I love watching like... Because there's huge YouTube
3: stars, aren't there? And they're often tiny women who've got enormous followings because pervs like watching them have massive amounts of food.
0: Yeah, like like mukbangs. That's what it's called. What's it called? Mukbang. Mukbang. Fucking hell. So it's, I, I don't think it's a sex thing. that I don't think that word oh, is a it? sex thing, even though it sounds like it.
3: Right. Yeah. It does, actually, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but basically, what they're doing, what what those girls are doing is yeah. eating large quantities of food and like chatting in between it about their lives. Whereas what the competitive eaters are doing is trying to. They, eat food. they
3: cut that small talk out, haven't they?
0: It's None of that chit chat. Ch- f- they're, they're
3: like, excuse me not going to... I'm humble enough to know no one gives a fuck about my life. <laughs> I just want to fucking
0: eat this sausage.
3: <laughs> yeah. But what what anyway. do they do to... Yeah, what do they do to stop themselves being sick? Because that is what happens up to a certain point. I remember as a kid... I, I don't... God, it's a weird memory. But um I remember... S- they were, we had loads of oranges and I don't I've, I've been really wary of oranges ever since then but just sat on my own once of an evening and for fun was, was like well you know it's not it's not the sugary thing it's not something that's going to make you feel gross this is like a clean crispy tasting you know fresh thing see how many you can eat just see how many oranges you can eat and um I just ate orange after orange after orange after orange after. I can't remember how many I did, but I remember sitting there being like, well, I've eaten all the oranges. Well done, me. And then being like, oh, and the most horrific sick.
0: Yeah, because it's citrus and acid, isn't it?
3: It's, yeah. But but I mean, is- whatever. I mean, I'm not a puker. Like, i, I very, there are times where I've. There have been drunk times where I wished I'm someone who was sick because yeah. of how much better you'd feel the next day. But um, no, like, oh, I think you, your body passed a certain point. Wouldn't it instinctively, normally go, have that back? That, <laughs> Whereas yeah. these guys must have That's done some kind of anti-sickness yeah. training. Oh, I, That's what I, feel like, I feel like it's, I feel it feels self-harming. It feels like the equivalent of watching... Like, don't those people that swallow swords actually like they've done some training so that they can do it? But it does eventually cause t- tons of internal damage.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's one of those things where there's a shelf life to how long they can do it because yeah, after that it becomes like harmful. But they do look after their bodies, and I think they have like nutritional advisors and pe- people that support them and stuff. But, I don't
3: think any nutritional advisor is going to say it's fine to have 10,000 calories in one sitting and sure, then go down to 200 calories over we, the next few days.
0: Like, so sure, that's if you employed someone if you employed someone privately and said, this is my lifestyle choice, I'm going to do this. You can either advise me. Well, do it yeah,
3: they'll time. take your money, but they're not going to fucking help you. Uh, it, oh, I'd, That feels like the equivalent of someone going, right, I have decided that every single day I'm going to cut my cut myself till I bleed um and that's fine because then I'll go two or three days where not only do I not do it I will put moisturizer on it feels like that
0: do you think it's ethically wrong for me to watch these videos then
3: no I'm not saying that I'm saying it's perverse and that those people are hurting themselves but it's not but I can also understand why it's fascinating I've Absolutely. seen those. Do you know? Eve, I think it's a personal thing, isn't it? Even stills I've seen, even just photographs. There was one in. Um, I read the week, and there was a picture of a guy, and he was sort of resting on it. He was bent over a table and resting on his side. I think for speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he'd won a hot dog eating competition or something. Skinny, like spin scroll, whatever. That's probably uh, w- wiry little guy. That's probably What's Matt his name? Stoney. Probably sounds Matt, like Matt Stoney. Matt's. Chloe knows. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, and then he's sort of hunched over getting a hot dog. And like even in a still photograph of it, I was like, Whoa, I hope he's all right. But then we do things all the time. I'm not judging. We do things all the fucking time that push our bodies to the extremes of what they can or can't do. And actually... If somebody was going, I'm going to restrict for days and days and days and days and days, we'd all be worried about it. Like it's a weird thing, isn't it? I wonder what endorphin kick they get. I want. I'd love to be inside the head of somebody who who was doing that. I'd love, but I I, I feel sort of slightly stressed when I think about what they're going to feel like afterwards. But then actually, any I weightlift and I'm in awe of people that do strongman competitions and weightlifting and Olympic weightlifting and stuff like that. But after that, your muscles are fucked to shit. Like you're doing that is potentially it's a similar thing like you're just doing it internally in a way that no one can see um it's funny isn't it i'm not saying no one should watch anyone self-harm because i think i mean self-harm and i should be very careful here in the broadest sense of that spectrum because there's an extent to which all sorts of sports count as that because you're smashing things up to rebuild them stronger potentially i don't fucking know i don't know what i'm saying
0: let me to two two reflections um the first one on, on something that you've said, and the second one, I guess, sort of clarifying what it is that I've never really thought about. What it is that I get out of it, and I think yeah. the the thing that they always say, and I don't know whether it, it whether it's like a sort of specious justification, and what you're saying is the truth that it's self harm, but they say it's like it's like a feat of human human athleticism, essentially. Yeah, and sport. They talk about how they have to be ripped and they have to have really good cardio because when you've like eaten twelve hot dogs in sixty seconds, you you get out of breath and you need to have like really good cardio to be able to maintain that and you know a strong heart, etc. etc. The the, I really haven't considered what it is I like about it, but I guess my gateway into it was. those, like, things that would come up on, I don't know if they'll have come up for you because it was obviously, like, suggested for me because, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'd have clicked on it. But those, like, Proper Tasty and, you know, those that, that channel which is called Proper Tasty and Tasty and it's, like, the hands, like, you know, quite pleasant music and then hands chopping and making something. And I would watch those just endlessly just before bed and found them really soothing Oh, nice. And then I think, yeah, this this competitive eating, like I stumbled across it and I almost feel quite desensitized to it. And I now see them, like I've probably dehumanized them actually. And it's yeah. just the act of like seeing all of this delicious food that I would love to be eating being consumed is just really relaxing and soothing in some way. Do you way. think I as, I don't as well why.
3: though that there's maybe an element of like – it? I, th- I think as well, especially if you can say to yourself, oh, it's not it's not un- no sport can be unhealthy,
0: which. No, I don't think I've ever said that it, to myself. I've just never thought about it. But you know a- what I mean,
3: awful. though? Like, that's a general thought, though, isn't it? I would, I think you could, you'd, it, I would have said that until, and then you stop and think, oh, maybe it can. It's, it depends how you're doing it and what you're doing. Because, I, oh, oh, I don't know. I, I, but I wonder whether there's something about watching people not just eat whatever they fucking want but to be the shamelessness of it like the the um the uh, the sheer abandon like the the complete lack of inhibition like because it is like it's it we have such a fear i think especially as women of being perceived as gluttonous or greedy Mm. that actually there's surely actually some inevitable catharsis in watching people just fucking smash it in. I wonder whether my opinions on this are so tainted from having a history of binge eating disorder where somebody smashing food in is, is not a happy thing. It's, it's to it's to t- to hide from emotions
0: yeah yeah that that's so interesting i wonder that whether it's is. absolutely ruined me
3: ever being able to appreciate that and also i think i've talked so much about disordered eating and happiness and whatever that the idea of any eating that extreme any restricting or any it's the idea of eating that much and then it's the restricting that stresses me out as much as the thing itself it's like, I just can't fathom it. But then I think probably loads of sports people have to eat in a way that to me feels like terrifyingly unhappy.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's just a, a kind of totally skewed personal response to something that there's a million reasons why it might be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the thing is, again, like you're bringing something to it that I've never even considered it never even crossed my mind and I think that we have a really different background in eating in that like I think that my masculinity was something and I've only been able to apply this language to it now but I think my masculinity in a a feminised way at an all girls school was something Mm. that was really celebrated through my teenage years so because I was sort of functioning in the girls school in that sort of boy role I think that I got to be boisterous and it was celebrated when I was the one that ate everyone's leftovers. And, yeah. and I was the one that, and, and I loved this because I wasn't doing it for show. I, I loved and I love to eat. Like yeah. it would always be if I could have more, I would have more and I would love it. And it would never be a problem for me. Right. great. Uh, and and I, yeah so i think it was something that was celebrated for me rather than something that that i would punish myself for and right. I feel really oh lucky my god how oh, that way. God, that's, that's a ama- that's
3: so fascinating and amazing i love it four hyenas get given the power to brainwash politicians. And at first, it's really funny because it becomes law for everyone to leave leave loads of dead zebras everywhere. But actually, people stop and think about it, and it's awful, really dog shit, really traumatising and tiring and heartbreaking, killing zebras and leaving them everywhere, fucking hyenas. Anyway, they've agreed to stop, but only a few, and weirdly, it does have to be you, Chloe. Push a broken-down penny-farthing for 39 miles. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. Your reward is the adulation of all people for all time, forever and ever and ever. You are happy as an absolute clam. Uh, your reward in the moment, though, is the feast of your dreams, bearing in mind you're pretty knackered out from that 39-mile bike push. Big bike as well. Um, so you are hungry and you are happy. What would be the fantastical, nothing has to be possible, ethical, any of that shit, um, what would be the feast of your dreams? And um, I want to know what you would drink as well and if there's a who with and where who with and where if anything this is
0: possible, this is such a flex because you're basically just doing off menu podcast in the last two minutes of your own <laughs> this podcast
3: is a year and a half older than off menu podcast oh no so there was no swivel uh,
0: no implication <laughs> there was theft there at all i just think that you're, uh, you're doing it much more economically and efficiently <laughs> um oh it's such a good question i i've really been buzzing off croissants recently i love them so much Mm. i think they're so delicious so i think i'd have them somewhere but probably just one so that i've got room for lots of other stuff and breakfast i'd have a fry up and my dream fry up contains sausages no bacon don't like bacon scrambled egg uh some kind of potato element for me preferably it's a hash brown very
3: nice. Do you want onion in there?
0: No, not. You know, when you get hash browns that
3: taste like there's been tiny bits of onion inside. How do you feel about that?
0: <laughs> Thank you for asking the big questions. Um, I think not heavy on the onion flavour, actually, for me. Yeah, I, don't, I agree. I don't want to lead. No, I agree. I just
3: wanted to clarify that, really. Okay. I've never it's asked a, anyone before. Quite Because hash
0: question.
3: browns, no, hash browns are really, really great. It's been a long time <laughs> since anyone's mentioned a hash brown in this part of the podcast, and... It's brought me relief, joy, empowerment. I just fucking love a hash brown. I, I fucking imagine not loving a hash brown. Ta- talk me through how do you want one that's been deep fried, like in a greasy spoon? Obviously. How- yeah. Yeah. Because you sort of need that that crunchy outside it, and then you need the you need the hot oil to like oil, burst yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything deep. fried I, have have I just
0: love deep fried food.
3: I have to be in the mood and I think I'm in the mood right now because that's made my mouth water the thought of the hash brown have you got out of a in deep fat print? fryer no I've got waffles yeah but... just
0: whack whack them in a, pat, a sh- like pan of shallow oil maybe yeah
3: I've got obsessed with toasting them at the moment because I'm a lazy prick
0: <laughs> can I finish let me finish my yes please mushrooms baked beans yeah. Like, yeah and the thing with the baked beans is I want a bowl of them so that I can add as many as I need very nice. Yeah, spoon them in at will. Yeah, spoon them in at will, and I pr- I probably want more than I'm actually going to need, just so I feel comfortable. I'm fine with that. Um, have I missed any any elements of a fry up? Um, is, have you gone meat like free because
3: you're yeah. currently being veggie, or no? Because yeah,
0: if it's my big meal, because I've pushed a penny yeah. in, yeah, then I want <laughs> I want my black pudding.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: and then I. Pr- Probably have that as sort of like an entree. And then I think I'll probably just have fish and chips. Do you know what? Over lockdown, one of my greatest pleasures is on three occasions, I broke my vegetarianism for fish and chips. And what I do is, you know, when you, in over lockdown, you started drinking at like 5pm. Yeah. So I'd have a couple of beers just in time for the fish and chips to arrive. And then I'd be a bit drunk. So it was like I was having drunk food. Yes, and a bit of fish. I put a bit of ketchup on. Oh my god, it was so good. So I'd probably have that. I'd have so I'd have beer, and I'd have it with, um, I'd have it with my current, my current friendship bubble. Not that that yeah. counts anymore. But yeah, my my five, yeah. five best friends. I think I'd have it with. Oh, I love it! I love it. Have you got favourite beer? What beer would it be? Uh, I really like um, Neck Oil at the moment. The pale ale. Oh. Yeah, Yeah. Beaver Town Beaver Town, yeah Got two of them in the fridge, mate You can have them Oh mate, I'll see you in a bit I'll be over Come on then Throw them into your front (laughs) garden And I'll pick them up
1: (laughs) 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 Mm, Yum in my tongue
3: Thanks so much to Chloe What an amazing, enlightening, funny smash guest follow her follow her please she's on the social medias at chloe pets pe chloe spelt the only way i've ever seen it spelt um she also contributed to um penguin did an amazing audio thing called um edinburgh unlocked like a series along with loads of other really outstanding comedians and um on what she contributed is is really amazing um you can find it um to download from the penguin website obviously as ever links are in the podcast notes not just to that but to everything i'm about to mention and to everything we mentioned of note in the podcast do you want to try odd box my wonky fruit and veg box that i get if you're in london or near london uh, you can have a tenner off your first box if you use a link that's in my podcast notes or indeed go to the hoovering at the Hoovering Pod uh, Twitter profile, and it's in the biog there. Um, it makes it only a few quid for the first box, and they're so amazing. They're salvaging food that either is surplus or rejected by the supermarkets and other food shops. Feel free to support this podcast of lovely reviews and recommendations in life or online, or with cold hard money actually, at ACAST supporter or Patreon. Links as ever in the podcast notes to that too. Follow me on social media if you like, at Jessica FosterQ. I've got rescheduled tour dates pushed into the new year, all on my website, jessicafosterQ.com. That's also where you'll find how to email me if you want to send me something longer than a tweet. Huge thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham, and the music is by Mike Greenway. Happy Hoovering!